Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I'm Murray, and I am an officer of grass, growing rapidly and spreading spores. Oh, Ooh. my lawn, my lawn, my lawn. The lawn is fine. I, I, the grass is fine. It's all the little weeds and stuff that suddenly appear. Like, one day, there's nothing there. And the next day, they're like... Knee high, knee high, tall. Oh, they're only weeds because you're told they're weeds. Okay, that's true. That's very true. So think of it this way, (laughs) you know, don't let the man tell you what is a weed and what is not a weed. Okay, don't let them push you around and tell you what to do. Okay. It's all plants. They're all plants. Some of those plants are but ugly plants. I mean, maybe it worked for you. Didn't work when I was growing (laughs) up with my parents. (laughs) <laughs> Life don't buy it. HOA don't buy it. But damn it, somebody's gonna buy it one of these days. One of these days, if they weren't so ugly, maybe it could be you. I'm the ugly one. I'm the ugly one. I mean, you're, it could work for somebody. <laughs> it might. It might. And generally, I don't mind. Like if all the weeds and grass are sort of the same level. It's all cool, but the weeds are like way bigger than the grass. Uh, it's 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 wrecking the feng shui of my my lawn. But that's okay. I will. Oh, okay, Harley. You just what the? F- <laughs> Thank you. Harley decided everyone. Yeah, she's she's also anti-weed, but she's also apparently just gonna walk across the computer. No, no, no. <laughs> she's stepping all over the keyboard. My laptop Ow. is going bananas. Opening windows willy-nilly. Oh no, not willy-nilly. Willy-nilly, it's crazy. Well, anyway, help melt. You're fine. Yeah, well, we haven't reached pell-mell proportions yet, just willy-nilly. All righty, that is me. The grass is all over. The grass is fine. It's the weeds in the grass. That is not fine, and I will have to deal with that. Well, you know what? I can't even deal with it tomorrow because I am going to visit the kid tomorrow, and that'll take up the whole day. So that means, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I love visiting the kid in her filthy hovel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it time to clean the place again? It is time to clean the place. So that means dad needs to make a visit. <laughs> dad, you know, there's stuff growing in here now. Maybe you should come visit. Yeah, I've washed the hazmat suit out, so it's all perfectly fine. I think there's something live. I think it's becoming alive. That's right. And I, yeah, anyway. Anyway, look Just at remember. that. We went from weeds to... Kill it before to... it reaches human form. That's right. That's right. Anyway, that's me. So I'll be visiting the kid, and then that means another day will go by. So by Wednesday, when I get back to the home, the weeds will have covered my home. So if I can find my home, I'll be lucky. If I'm not podcasting next week, it's because the weeds have taken over and my home is buried in vines and stuff somewhere. Got it. Boom, boom, boom. Well, Paul's not here because I believe he's out looking for a chlorophyll kid costume for some reason. <laughs> That's a good plan. A very good plan. <laughs> he's like, if it works, I don't have to mow anymore. 
So we'll see how that goes. Totally. But I am Al, and this week I went simple for mine. I I was an agent of mom, mother's only meal, because we, my wife and I, took our moms out for Mother's Day yesterday for for lunch. Very very nice. nice. It was a good meal. The food was excellent. Really good food, actually. It was a restaurant none of us have been to before. Oh, trying something new. Very good. So we went somewhere new. We hung out a little while. Kim took some shopping a bit, and I kind of wandered around and, you know, got myself coffee. (laughs) Everyone had a good time. Excellent. Excellent. We play, I played delivery agent for my brothers. Is they're like, can you get flowers? It's cheaper to send you money than to, you know, spend a hundred bucks to have it delivered. <laughs> so true. So true. So we look at really, you. Well, I'm the one's nearer, so I guess, you know, kind of stuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, there you go. You got to pick out the flowers and deliver them, and you get a little dosh on the side, which is always good yeah if only we were able to take the leftovers home but we couldn't <laughs> oh we didn't bring a cooler with us and it was way too, even the the car was parked in the shade while we we're eating lunch and we realized that car was way too hot all that food would have gone bad in 20 minutes oh yeah then it would not be very good so we just tossed it unfortunately bummer i know disappointing it was very good well good food is good Yes, as long as you can chew it and eat it, not just have it fall out of your neck. <laughs> like Despero what? on this cover like this Despero time. Despero on the cover, totally. Totally, totally. Because last we saw Despero, apparently, he had been beheaded by uh, Starro. Yes. And if we were unsure that he'd been beheaded, issue 12's cover is going to definitely <laughs> ram home the point that Despero has got no body anymore. Mm-hmm. Nope, he's just a gigolo. <laughs> do, 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 do. Do, 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 You are correct. But yeah, we have Rebels number 12, and on the cover has Vril Doc standing there just holding Despero's severed head at the reader. And one is looking pleased, and one is looking decidedly unpleased. Now, normally, you could just, you know, if someone's not looking at the cover, they could just assume, well, the pleased person is the one who's alive, and the unpleased-looking one is the one who's a disembodied head, a severed head. But this is real doc, so it's very possible that, you know, people might be wondering, well, which one is looking Which one is pleased? which? That's right. That's right. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. It is actually real doc who looks very pleased to be standing there. Yes. Just to clarify. Yes. Absolutely. Why is he pleased? We're not sure yet. We will have to find out. Inside the issue. Yep. And this issue is Secret Weapons. Tony Bedard, writer. Uh, Geraldo Borges. I don't oh, think I've seen oh. him before. Yeah, I don't remember not that Not on this title. Yeah, he's but the Tensler. Yeah, he's around all the time now. Like, I feel like he's done... He'd maybe do a bit of a run on Flash. And don't know. Prince I don't recognize the name. You jibber jabber. I certainly recognize it. I'm going to find out. Okay, so Scott Hanna is the inker. Jose Villaruba is the colorist. 
Travis Lanahan, letterer. Rex Ogle, assistant editor. Brian Cunningham, editor. Cover by Kalman Androsky. And this first splash page has Starro fighting a whole bunch of Black Lanterns, including some of his former soldiers, as well as uh, Harbinger and Stealth. Yeah, they're all over the place. They're still there, kicking around. And I am assuming the uh, the captions that are doing the narration is from uh, Lyral Docs because they have three green dots in front of them, and the t- on, you know one on top of the other, and each one going up is a little bigger than the other one. So I'm assuming that's the reference for Brainiac Three because he's three. Yes, totally. And he's saying, for three whole days, he fought them without pause, drawing strength directly from his trillions of mind slaves. Starro the Conqueror never never slowed down. The undead Black Lanterns also knew no fatigue. It seemed that battle would demolish the planet-wide city of Maltus, and still there would be no winner. Smite, the general of Starro's armies, did his best to keep up. But he was wearing down, his blows flagging while our ghoulish opponents simply regrew damaged body parts. In the next few hours, I made several attempts to generate the type of radiant energy that can destroy Black Black Lanterns. Plasma flash grenades? Fail. Mini pulsar inducer? Fail. Photon bazooka? Fail. (laughs) And I too... a pattern here. Yeah. (laughs) Someone knows things up in here. I, too, have been in mortal peril until my master peeled my undead mother off me, and I ran for my, lo- my life. Yeah, that, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Little, uh... And so we're Certainly seeing... leave those... a mark on your little psyche there. Yeah, so we're seeing Smite trying to fight them, and Lyril is doing... He's fighting, but he's doing the fighting, you know, the way Verl would do it, behind cover. That's right. Absolutely. Half of these Black Lanterns have been in my master's vanguard. Starro forbade calling in reinforcements, lest they too become Black Lanterns. And through it all, I couldn't help but notice him enjoying the very real danger he was in. And yeah, while Starro's fighting, you can see he kind of has a smile on his face. Totally. He likes living on the edge. He's loving this. He's an Aerosmith fan. (laughs) I had to concede that my father had the right idea in the first place. These creatures cannot be destroyed, only disposed of. And I had recently invented the best disposal imaginable. The transmatter portal. An instant doorway to anywhere in the universe. So yeah, he opens up that trans- that teleporter again from last issue. My master kept fighting, but Smite understood. And yeah, Smite's tossing black lanterns in there. He's like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. They emerged in the event horizon of the supermassive black hole at the heart of the Milky Way. Oh, there we go. When Star realized what I'd done, he flew into a rage. I had denied him the only battle he ever stood a chance of losing. <laughs> that poor Starro, he's uh, he's just looking for someone bigger and better than him. Two hours later, I'm trying to reestablish contact with the rest of my West. Ah, let's try that again. Two hours later, I'm trying to reestablish contact with the rest of Starro's hordes while my master silently fumes. And he's saying, stand by, stand by. All three fleets are reporting. Look at that. He got some clothes. I know. He's now dressed. He's looking very Brainiac here. Totally. Totally. I mean, it makes sense. He is, he's the one that's really embracing the Brainiac name. Brill doesn't take that, but he's like Brainiac 3. Yeah, he's, he's full on. 
full on brainy. Yep. But with the high vanguard decimated, the master needs me to coordinate his troop movements, but he's still not very happy with me. Despite the Black Lantern situation, our Cirrus, Antares, and Polaris fleets remain largely intact. Shall I resume the Antares invasion? And Starro tells him, no. Have all vessels regroup on a course to planet Earth. It was Earth and her heroes that drew me this galaxy. I think it's time to test their mettle. Uh-oh, that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Very well. May I retain a small task force to apprehend my father? Don't bother. He is no longer a priority. Yes, Master. I'm Whoa. surprised. Yeah, I know. Someone's not happy about that. And it doesn't help that they're standing right in front of a, a sign that says Trust Legion with Earl Dox doing his best Uncle totally. Sam impersonation. That's right. I'm still surprised. I'm surprised you still care what happens to him. Forget Vril Dox. He does not own you. I do. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I mean, dear. You poor dumb kid. Yeah. I don't know. But, if, you know, if there's anything that's going to make somebody possibly turn, that might be it. The you know reminder is like, no, I own you. <laughs> anyway, back in Starro's home galaxy. So we have the Omega Men. You know, home system Vega, outlaw freedom fighters, who are, if we remember, they got uh, fake stars put on them, more or less. And they're out there trying to uh, basically go undercover and learn the secrets of Starro. See if there's any way to kill him. And we get Tigor's Log. The first planet we visited here was almost our last. The science tagged us with genetically altered Starro spores so we could infiltrate enemy territory. And they're all, we can see all the Mega Man are surrounded. He's like, I, uh, I think our disguises stopped working. <laughs> Any mind slave we encountered read us as one of their own and walked on by. Until Brute made contact with their hive mind, and they all took a sudden interest in us. If our cover got blown, Brute's like, it's only reflex. They do not detect us. But they're staring. The dark stars in our bodies also crank up our natural attributes. Dark, fi- dark fire smoldering, Doc's med sensors are re- redlining, and I've got a serious urge for live prey. And meanwhile, Brute's still talking to Tigor. As I sifted through their collective memory, searching for anything useful about Starro, I found the memory they've all suppressed. Brute was always too sensitive for his own good. His dark star lets him tap into the Starro hive mind. It jolted them like I touched a raw nerve. Let's go. And now they're back in space on their ship flying. Well, Brute, you got to tell us what you learned back there. It is something you have to see for yourselves, said Brute. I sure like to take your word for it, but I keep wondering if you somehow got compromised. I mean, what if they infected your mind back there? What if they're using you to spy on us right now? And Brute's getting tired of this. You try my patience, old friend. There's a planet three warp jumps from here. It is abandoned, off limits to locals. What we seek is there. Now, is it a mighty Tigor afraid to visit a dead world? Ooh. Uh-huh. I guess there's a little... I don't know anything about the Omega Men, other than the fact that those two are ones I recognize. Yeah, the, this particular team of Omega Men are not one... like. I did not read a lot of Omega Men. What little I did read would have been when they first came out. So, Brute, 
Primus, Tigor. I, I, I've recognized seeing Brute a few times in different things. And I know Tigor mostly because of, well, coincidentally going with this show, Invasion number three. Right. Because he's right. big in that. He's a big character in, or a decent sized character in that one. Yes. Yeah. So Tigor, I know, but the rest are like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Doc is a cool looking design, though. So I, I, that's pretty cool looking. I like that. Yes. Agreed. Anyway, back to our sector of space near Antares. And there's a transgalactic warning. Interstellar force field restraining the Star invasion has fallen. Inhabited systems near Vega report widespread panic as Star Wars hordes spill out across the Milky Way from the Antares Observer. And we see Wildstar flying in the... Well, this is definitely the Rebel ship because you can kind of see the, the patch going halfway through. Yes. Yeah, remember, he got ripped in half. <laughs> what makes you think he's still alive? And we got Brill and he's saying, I don't. There's an 83% chance Lyra will die when I threw him through the portal. I simply can't dismiss the other 17%. Starro, on the other hand, is most certainly alive. And whether or not we rescue my son, Starro must die. And as they're flying, uh, Amon Hack is at the controls and he says, Approaching ports, slabbering. We can't push the ship any farther without major repairs. This whole sealant isn't meant to be permanent. And yeah, it's the stuff that they're using. Because you can see in the inside of the ship, it's almost like they just kind of uh, spackled it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, Manhawk just had like a giant caulk gun. He's just like squirting it over as they're you know, going together. Yep. To hold it together. It's like, just just glue, it looks like. <laughs> I like the fact that while everyone's looking at, like, as they're talking, Garb is actually, looks like Garb is looking up at the ceiling. Like, uh, is that going to hold? <laughs> It'll hold at least till the next issue. So anyway, they're getting here to Port Slavrit, which, according to Zontar's family travel guide, was founded by the Lalarni Order. This Class Three facility services the Antares Centauri Transit Corridor. Crime rate, high. Law enforcement, minimal. Ooh, sounds like a fun place to go. Totally. And Strata, Rock, Garb, and the Rocky get off, and Strata says, whatever you do, you have to get by without us. Strata... I won't take my son on a suicide mission, Docs. Well, Bounder, you coming? And Bounder's like, um, I want to. Believe me, you're the best friend I ever had. But this may be our best shot at stopping Starro. I have to see it through. You, Garvin Rocky, be safe. We'll find each other when this is over. And Docs looks around everyone else. Any others getting cold feet? If you're going to quit, now's the time. And that's when the Dominator Xylon pipes up. I allowed Strata to go because her offspring rendered her useless. But I will shoot the next to abandon our cause. (laughs) And Dox is actually smiling at this. That's the spirit, Xylon. I trust you'll all agree. Now, the mobilization of Starro's forces presents us an opportunity. It will be easier to target Starro himself. He won't bother defending his headquarters. And Comet says, because he can take on anyone single-handedly. (laughs) <laughs> not after I render her yeah, not after I render him vulnerable. Remember, before the Black Lantern showed up, I was outlining a plan. And Kandra Ro pops up. Three components, you said. The first was my gamma gong. Correct, Kandra Ro. You, Captain Comet, and Wildstar will retrieve the gong shards. The gong's unique alloy will become the weapon's casing. Admiral Xylon, I will also require a dominator gene bomb. 
The Emperor orders all such technology destroyed. Don't be coy, Admiral. I know about your facility on Kaipei. When Adam Strange gets back from New Krypton, and apparently if you want to go read Superman World of New Krypton number 10, you can find out what he's doing there. He'll set up being you, CJ, and Bounder there. Bring back a warhead. And, of course, Hawk wants to know what's the, like, and the rest of us? When the ship's prepared, you must come with me to Kalinor for the third component. Once complete, my weapon will sever a Starro's link to his mind slaves. He will wink it. And we'll have the best chance anyone ever had of killing the Star Conqueror. So there's a plan. Mm-hmm. There is a plan. And back in Star's Galaxy with the Omega Men, and we're back to Tigor's log. Three hyperspace jumps later. We're in a place so dead there aren't even microbes. When you said it was off limits, I thought it would be guarded. And Bruce explains, Tigor, every single mind in this galaxy belongs to Starro. If he says stay away, that's all it takes. I'm quite certain we're the first living things to walk this world in 10,000 years. And they go into what looks like a temple or something, and Doc asks, is this what you brought us to see? Yep. It's also the reason these people are extinct. And they're looking at some uh, petroglyphs on the walls. They were a race of hunters, and Starro had them eradicated because of what they knew. How to keep from becoming mind slaves, and how to kill the five-legged freaks. And yeah, you can see on there, it looks like a bunch of people with like, you know, like cave paintings of people yes. shooting stuff at Starro's. Mm-hmm. So, ooh. And speaking of going back to regular space and the outer Kaipei system, Milky Way. Uh, oh, that's right. That's the Dometer base with the gene bomb. Right, right. And, and according to according to the Dom, Dominion Cascom, oh, it's like their own Twitter or something, I guess. <laughs> Science Cast Memo. We search. Oh, Katie thinks it was on Instagram. Yes, yeah. <laughs> totally. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dometers don't have TikTok. I don't think they would be fans of the TikTok, no. Anyway, it's a, we have a science cast memo. Research and development outposts are top secret. Lethal force enabled for anyone even asking if they exist. Mm. And uh, Adam Strange has teleported with the Vita Zeta beam with Bounder, CG, and the Admiral's Island. We're in. And on target, proceed to inner core. If you encounter anyone, you know what to do. And four minutes later, we see a dominator walking around, poking at his his iPad or whatever. Command, this is Century 6. I'm not getting anything. That energy spike you reported, probably just a bad sensor. And he looks confused because he also, there's a a ball, a rock ball Mm -hmm. next to him. Repeat, six. We did not get that. And then the ball starts rolling at him. And (laughs) it hits him right in the head. (laughs) A sprang. Yeah, sends him flying. Kaboom. Because it's Bounder, the human wrecking ball. <laughs> I'm close as he basically slips up and like parkours up the side of the building. Converge my coordinates. I found the gene bomb. And yeah, we got a couple of dominators standing around it. Kind of looking like very much like it did an invasion when they were making it. Yes. And then that's when the others show up there and enter the room. Step away from the gene bomb, brothers. I have urgent need of it. Fleet Admiral, Zalon Expanse, is that you? What do you think you're doing? It is good you escaped the great enslavement of our people. But why would you steal from your own kind? You are science cast. You tinker and ponder, but you do not fight. 
I am military cast. I will use your invention to free our people. And the science officer, who's pointing a gun at him, says, You really expect me to hand a gene bomb to someone who would paint that on his forehead? Because remember, he had changed the the dot uh, the symbol on his forehead, the big red circle, to be a red legion symbol. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, they go to shoot him, but they can't because, once again, the gun is CG. <laughs> <laughs> Who says, oh, I'm afraid we insist. That's right. No wonder that he lets you grab a gun. <laughs> and now we're, we're over to Kalinor. And the uh, Encyclopedia Galactica has updated itself. Overrun by the Horde, Crossroads Starro. Stratus, a planetary ruler, Despero, uncertain. Well, except for us, because we can see Despero's head is on a stick. Yep, yep, with, it's pretty certain. With the stick going <laughs> through his head, in fact. Yep. I mean, he's not just hanging on the stick, he's, he's ready for barbecue. He's shish kebabied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's shish kebab. And we see a couple of the Calorians, you know, standing there with the stars in their faces, standing guard. And then all of a sudden they get blasted with lightning, and we hear, Tribulus, get the sentry! Arr! Arr! As he starts crashing stuff. And, you know, Amon Hawk's blasting people away, and Docs is just walking his own personal force field. Try not to kill any more than necessary. Ha! Like you care. <laughs> you leave corpses wherever you go, Docs. Be that as it may, I want the king of Kalinor to know I have his people's welfare in mind. As he walks to uh, the severed head of Despero. Uh-huh. And Hawk just looks at him. Newsflash, the king of Kalinor, Kalinor is dead. Stop pretending, Despero. I know you're in there. <laughs> and then Despero's eyes open up. And the monox is like, ah! He was not expecting that. Nope. <laughs> Real docs. Come to gloat in my hour of weakness. Actually, Majesty, I am here because I know it will take take you weeks to regenerate. And if any of your mind slave shoulders notice you regrowing your body, Star will know, and he'll cut you down again. I, on the other hand, can restore you in a single day. If you help me assassinate the man who beheaded you. What I require is easy for you to grant, but is something only you can provide. Well, I think it's a safe bet that Deathrow is going to go with. Doxy. Yeah, and it's also a pretty safe bet uh, that if uh, Dox goes to body first, Despero's going to turn try, try and kill him, and then just go try and kill Star himself. Yes, because he's stupid enough to do that. Totally, and totally. he will end up in the same spot again. And now we're on Dor, which is a uh, Kandor Rose or was Kandor Rose planet. Yeah, or in the news node. As with other victims of the Starro invasion, Planet Door stopped all broadcasts and its comm channels are ominously silent. Planetary ruler Kanjar Ro is missing and presumed dead. And of course, we see a bunch of Starro people. And then in comes flying in Wildstar, Copton Comet, and Kanjar Ro. The gong is displayed in a rooftop garden not far from here. Starro's top general shattered the gong, but it may still be lying in pieces over there. And they land, but then they are they are spotted by the Star people, and Comet's like, oh, crap. Okay, let's work fast before they alert the, hey, wait, as Kandra Rose starts running towards them. You do not give me orders in my own palace. And he starts, he grabs like a shard and starts cutting throats. And I will not fear my own slaves. I am taking my world back. 
At least until Comet Blossom. Mind Blossom. Damn it, Kandrar, that is not how I operate. You okay there, Wildstar? As basically Comet is now using his telekinesis to pick up all the shards of the gong while uh, Wildstar is holding Kandrar row up by... Uh, well, no, not Kandrar. She's just fighting other Starro people. Yeah. I am more than strong enough to hold this one, but it still looks as if we might return a man short. Because Kandra Rose is running off to try and kill more, fight more people. <laughs> Fine. We're chock full of egomaniacs as it is. But he knows details of Dox's plan. If he is captured, okay, okay, you can track him, right? And then all of a sudden he gets a, he gets a calm from Dox. Not before half the Dorian army is upon you. Withdraw immediately. Docs, you're monitoring us? Of course. Now bring me the gong shards. Do not waste time with Kanjar Row. You're sure? Positive. Docs out. <laughs> and we see that Docs is on the ship, and he is standing next to uh, Despero's head, which looks like it's ready to be a, uh, a, an extra in Futurama. Because <laughs> it's in one of those little, like, head jars, kind of, like they have there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the way you play them against each other I always wondered why you pretend to champion law and order and Dox just tells him the law is useful Despero both as a tool and a bludgeon now if you excuse me a moment Kanjaro status on schedule Dox oh there's a plan another mm -hmm. plan and he runs into it looks like a ship or something they don't shoot me down flying out of here that is I'll let you know how it goes with my acquaintances. Unless, of course, I sell you out to them. <laughs> Believe me, Ro, they cannot match what I'm offering. Not only will this mission settle your feud with Despero, but it'll position all three of us for a major windfall. <laughs> plans of implants of implants. Always, always, always. And back in the Star Galaxy, again with Tigor's Log. We left Doc going through their library, trying to figure out what the ancient hunters did to Bagastaro. If he takes much longer, I swear I'll sprog and scream. What's the verdict, Doc? And Doc has all these books around him. He says, I'm afraid we've reached a dead end. Observe. Before setting off on a hunt, the locals dip their projectiles in this ceremonial vessel containing a toxin from local plants. But since all plant life was expunged on this planet... But before you can go any further, Darkstar says, wait, no, Dark, Darkfire. Yeah. That's right, because that's Starfire's brother, actually. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I explored the city while you read all those books, and I saw that place, because he's the he's he's uh, kind of doing a slideshow for everybody to show them what he read. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Darkstar's like, I saw that. I know what that is. I saw where they keep the only thing that can take out Starro. And off they go running. And next, Assassins. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. Everything is moving on to the next the next stage. Moving right along. That is but right. This series does not waste time. There are no, there's no filler issues. No, no, it is. I mean, even the crossover worked well, I thought. Yeah, totally. It uh, moved along the Starro stuff. It changed changed Lyril and Vril's relationship and also uh, changed Starro's what Starro has now because now it got rid of a lot of his uh century is uh his vanguard yes, yes that's he, true 
I mean, for the non, you know, the non mind slave people, it's basically just smite and literal now. Yes. Yeah. Which will make taking him down, I guess, <laughs> a little easier, maybe. Well, it's less. I. Uh, it's less hard. I don't know if it's easier, but it might be less hard. Less hard. There you go. That is true. So look at that. They've had this storyline going for the full, well, almost the full year. Yeah, basically. Well, All 12 issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. I don't mind it at all. I like that they're uh, keeping it going, and every issue there's something a little new. They push it forward a little further. Yeah, and they're so good. And they're able to keep it going without like the old '80s cartoon where you know every episode they fought Skeletor or Cobra, and it's like, okay, how <laughs> how hard could it these guys be if you beat them every single week? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, they're really no, that tough. Is, yeah, yeah. Nope, it's good space opera. We've got stuff going on and slowly inching towards. A final confrontation. But yeah, this is space opera. Yeah, this is very star. You know, bit of, they're very much a Star Wars influence, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, you can certainly pick. <laughs> if you're gonna be influenced, Star Wars is a good thing to pick from. Yeah, especially if you're doing space opera type sci-fi. Totally. Absolutely. It's all good. All righty. Well, that is it for this week. We'll see if Despero gets his body in a week or two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what issue it is. Oh, if he gets his body. If he gets his body. Who knows? I mean, just because he Despero's... made a deal. <laughs> yeah, Depends what just... other deals Doc's made. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Things are never exactly what they seem. <laughs> I mean, it would be a bizarre team-up, but I would love to see a Constantine... Doc's team up. Oh, oh, that would be uh, that would be something. They're both uh, they're, they're both, both the pretty master, manipulative, but... yeah, yeah, in their own little way. Yep, 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 yep. It would be interesting to see who would come out on top. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Docs isn't really much for magic stuff, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he wouldn't pick it up pretty quickly, or he wouldn't understand being uh, lied to, or you know, someone yeah. trying to double deal because <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah, that would be a fun. Uh, it would actually be fun to see the two of them like uh, continue to try to one up each other and stay one step ahead. You definitely don't want to be on that team if the two of them are on it. Like, nope, no one's getting out of here alive. <laughs> Legion and what was it? Dark Justice? Dark Justice League? JLA Dark? JLA Dark. Dark yeah, I was going to say, Dark go. Justice was the show about the the judge with the motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> something entirely different. Okay, JLA Dark, that's what we'll call it. That's the crossover we need at some point. JLA Dark Legion. Yes, yes. I would watch. I would. I would totally read that. With real docs with long hair on a motorcycle. <laughs> that would be something to see. 
All righty, folks. We will see you all next week. In the meantime, if you want to send us a comment, you can send it to Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com or hit us up on the Facebook page, which is also Legion of Substitute Podcasters, or hit us up on the website, which is also Legion of Substitute Podcasters. Oh, wow. Look how that works out. Dot com. Yeah. It's one stop shopping. <laughs> See you all, L A T E R. O L U N A K U L W A B A M A A M A O L U L U N G I. Oh boy. And I mean that. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're sending these heartfelt messages, putting them out there into the universe. Yep. <laughs> Nothing but heartfelt messages from Al. <laughs> Excellent.